0: Good morning. Welcome to the Mr. Relevant Podcast. It's Wednesday, June 7th. I'm your host, Jamie Mottram, and joining me on the phone from Burgundy Blog, it's Brent. Brent, welcome to the pod.
1: Thanks, Jamie. This is cool.
0: So, the Burgundy Blog has been a longtime source of Redskins information, analysis, opinion, (laughs) rumor-mongering, whatever. Uh, First in (laughs) blog format, then on Twitter, and, and now you have a podcast of your own. Um, but I'm not sure if, if like Brent is the way I should be
1: introducing you or if there's like a full (laughs) name, like a more formal name that we should be using here. No, Brent is fine. Brent is fine. Of course I have another name. It's not like Madonna or something, but, um, yeah, I, I try to just, my Burgundy blog persona is just Brent because he doesn't really mix with my um, with my day job kind of bent. So that's, that's cool, Jamie. Well,
0: for, for users, uh, they should just know they can follow you on at Burgundy blog. They probably already know that if they're listening to this. Uh, and also from, from here on out, I'm just going to refer to you as Brenton Portis, if you don't mind.
1: (laughs) That's perfect.
0: Okay. It took me a while to come up with that. So we're going to have to use it again. (laughs) Um, I I want to talk to you about Kirk Cousins. Because that's the thing that we need to talk about when we talk about the Redskins. But also, there was a <laughs> bit of like non-news this morning. I call it non-news because I'm really not sure it's all that meaningful. But Adam Schefter reported that I I don't really know what he reported that like that the ice is thawing between the Redskins in the in Kirk Cousins' camp and they it looks like they are going to try to to resign him at some point, maybe next off season. Like I I wasn't sure what the what the actual nugget of information was here.
1: I am completely vibing with you on that. And I think your phrase non-news, I, I mean, to me, that, that, that's exactly what I thought too. Um, Schefter's sh- very short report was basically that the tone or tenor of conversation between Cousins and the Redskins has, has, I guess, improved. I think he said that it's become more encouraging and that he attributed that primarily to increased involvement from Dan Snyder and apparently uh, you know an an uptick in the uh communication between bruce allen and kirk's agent mike mccartney so i'm with you though i I did you know on first pass i didn't really pull anything out of that that i hadn't already gleaned from you know just my usual obsessive um search through you know daily beat reports etc i think it's been clear in his public remarks lately that um Or at least he's trying to give the impression that he's, you know, that there's no animosity, that there's not a lot of conflict or tension. And I'm with you. I mean, I I read that and I was kind of like, yeah, we sort of knew this. And I also just didn't, it didn't really suggest to me that anything very recently had changed.
0: What I understand is why there's ice to begin with like what needs why why does this need to be thought like i understand that the mm-hmm. redskins might not have believed in him after year 1 of cousins being a starter you know like mm-hmm. didn't give him the the a really you know strong offer last offseason i understand that but then he went out and did it again and unless you have some plan b which they don't seem to because they franchised him again like why mm-hmm. haven't they been uh you know kind of buttering him up all offseason long and working towards the long term deal to get right. this done now rather than Waiting another year, paying him, you know, big money in 2017, and then probably—I mean, it's more likely than not—it seems that they're costing themselves money by waiting another off to potentially get this
1: done. Totally agree. Can't dispute any of that. Seems seems very clear and logical to me. And I don't know the answer. I don't know why the team has apparently a different tact. Here's here's what I think. You know, up to the to the moment, Jamie, about like what's, what's causing the holdup at this point. I think initially they were hesitant because they felt like he hadn't proved himself to be a stable franchise kind of dude. And uh, even in real time, I thought that that was... Uh, a, a very wimpy take, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think that they were slow. Um, But I, I also don't think it was, like, outright crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I kind of get that. So then they said, prove it. Well, he kind of did. I mean, they didn't set the world on fire, but he was good, again. Or really what he was is exactly what we should have expected him to be. He was, like, the same and maybe a little bit better in, in the same system. So, and, and that, you know, as an aside, it's kind of why I, I took issue with them uh, being so hesitant in the first place because mm-hmm. what Cousins did last year to me was exactly what we should have expected. It was the most likely outcome. a bunch of yards, not a ton of touchdowns, eight wins. you know what I mean like he did it's like what what, what exactly were they what were they worried he would do? But anyway, I, I feel like I feel like now I'm, I'm going on, but I, I think it's less right now that the Redskins are holding this up or that Kirk himself is holding this up. I don't think either side in particular is like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that for, you know, for the world. I think at this point, it's the money. And the fact that he's on franchise tag number two and staring in the face next year, franchise tag number three or free agency, those are, so, those are such ridiculously lucrative opportunities for him that even a, e- even a very realistic long-term deal becomes a loser's choice for him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and you were on that. I mean, to your credit, last off season, it I, I think it's been reported that Scott McLuhan was on that last off season. Is that right? Like that—that's kind of been the report that he was trying to push the franchise to resign as recently as or or as early as last year.
1: I think so. Supposedly, he was—you know—if if not standing on the table for it, he he apparently was was—you know—the most enthusiastic or 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 confident back then. Because
0: I mean, what you said about his twenty sixteen season being the most likely outcome. I mean, that's right. He was basically the same quarterback he was in 2015. I don't see why he would, why it would be any different in 2017. And, right. you know, I mean, if anything like, would, would be more likely is that the progression here is that he improves. You know, he's like, I he got another season yeah, under his belt. The of offensive course. line is all returning. Uh, he had red zone trouble last year. They kind of brought his touchdown total. Like, he could come out and make himself a ton of money. Like, regardless of the leverage he has at, with the third year franchise thing staring him in the face, and you know, having like the open market competing for his services. Like, he could come out and have a thirty touchdown season. We, and that's not that like wild. You know, that's not that. And no. and and if they, you combine that with them winning. Nine, ten, eleven—I'm not even going to go there. Let's say nine or ten games, and making the playoffs. Like, he's going to get like—I don't even know what you know—the biggest, yeah. cu- biggest quarterback contract ever, ever. from somebody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I 200% agree. I think it's far more likely that he gets, even if it's only a little bit better, than than that he gets worse. And I think you know what what would be reasons maybe, or even last year, what would have been reasons for him to regress, as so many people were apparently afraid of. Maybe I mean I can think of two big categories. One one is if the guy had. Some sort of like nagging injury question mark, which which he has never had. He's rock solid, sturdy. And he bit rarely even gets you know hit hard. And uh, the second would be like some kind of suspension slash character flags, like if he wasn't a hard worker or if he was getting in trouble. That's that couldn't possibly be more opposite from the truth. He's, I mean, he's an angel. So there, there's just no reason for this worry that he's going to regress, or and and there wasn't then. I mean, I just don't get it.
0: So, uh, just, you know, if you're if you're joining us midstream, dear listener, I'm joined by Brenton Portis from Burgundy Blog, and we <laughs> talked about Kirk Cousins for a little bit. But what about the rest of the offense? I mean, the offensive line is pretty much the same, but there's been a in, – and in, in, uh, tight ends pretty much the same, but they've had a little bit of a makeover with wide receiver. Uh, well, a big makeover. I mean, they lost their top two yeah. receivers in Jackson and Garcon, brought in Terrell Pryor. Let's start with that unit. I mean – do you expect much of a drop-off? I, who's going to be opposite Pryor? What What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of excitement and, and that's appropriate. There should be because the ceilings on the guys that they have slated to replace Garcon and Djax are high. I mean, Terrell Pryor and, and Doxson have uh, a lot of potential, both of them. And, and Pryor, at least one season's worth of production, too. Um, so within the range of possibilities that that these guys are going to um, you know more than make up for what the team lost but it's also easily within the range of uh likely outcomes that there is a drop off I mean um Dachshund is is still a total unknown I mean he, we haven't really seen what he can do in terms of skill set on Sundays and you know he he had a an injury last year that could easily return because no one really knows what the hell it was and then um you know, Pryor it seems to be showing well, and I expect big things from him, and, and I think he's going to score more touchdowns than than um, than Garcon and Jackson did combine last year. But he, I mean, he, he may not. He's certainly not some like longtime proven veteran. We don't. I mean, he's he's a little bit of a wild card too. So you've got Crowder to fall back on, who I think is uh, steady and um, and and very talented, and then he could he could still even after having caught 60-some balls and scored seven times last year. I mean, he he could break out a little bit. So I think it's a good unit. I think it's a fine unit. I just think there's a wide range of possibilities here. Um, so, you know, I, I don't well, know. I guess we'll, well see.
0: A couple reactions. One is
1: I am totally drinking the Crowder Kool-Aid. Been doing it for a
0: couple years. I yeah. think there's, like, a decent chance he's going to break Art Monk's club receptions record. Now I'm, I'm going to go that far. Wow, like, I think nice. he's going like to have, like, a long, like, high... High counting stats total uh, with nice. the Redskins. Uh, high on Trail Pryor, like Trent Williams level of high. <laughs> I agree. There's like wow, nice. Not Trent Williams in terms of quality of play. I mean, just in terms of like you know cannabis. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Doxon, though, I, I mean, I have no idea, and I'm not allowing myself to have like any faith. Like I'm not really counting right. on anything from him. So if yeah. he's not able to step up, what are you looking at at that kind of? The third wide receiver yeah.
1: spot. you're right. I, I mean, uh, in terms of the uh, boundary receiver, I mean, because I, I really think you know, there's been some hype about maybe Crowder now will move outside more, and we can see if if he can actually um, grow into even more of an Antonio Brown kind of mm. kind of guy, where he sort of lines up everywhere. I mean, that I, would be amazing. I, I, I like I that comp. I'm getting excited I, just I,
0: hearing
1: that. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, that, that's obviously pretty <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, right. but um, if if you you know if that if if I think he. I think that's possible but I I think he's so good in the slot that I I don't think that you should bank on moving him out because I'm not sure that's even going to help you so it's a good question that you raise I, I don't I think they like Maurice Harris as um Wide receiver four, but he's untested. I think Brian Quick is who knows if he's going to even make the roster. I think mm-hmm. that too much was made out of that acquisition. So I agree with you. And that's why, you know, there's a little bit here with like the uh, Jeremy Macklin being released mm-hmm. and then Decker yesterday. Some mm-hmm. people are like, well, even with, you know, it seems like our receiver group is stacked, but like, would one of those guys fit in as a more reliable second second receiver if, you know, if Doxon just turns into a zero? I, and so I, I don't think you can completely dismiss that. I, I don't, I kind of doubt that they're going to pursue either one. But the idea that they're a little shallow if Doxson, you know, isn't ready to contribute is is true. There, there's some reason for concern.
0: Well, and you couple that with Jordan Reed's injury history, you know, where he averages yeah. like whatever, 11 games a season or something. You know, you, that couple, you know, read with the fact that you can really only trust like two, maybe one point five of these wide receivers going into the season. Right. I right. would, I'd be pretty stoked on a on a Macklin or Decker type signing. You know, a reliable veteran, especially if you get him coming in cheap.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I I think that it, it would it would be cool. Um, I think of the two. I don't know if everyone agrees with me on this. I'd probably prefer Decker because he's a touchdown scoring machine. It's oh, like yeah. Very specifically. He's less of a big play guy. But obviously what this offense needs is somebody to score. And he, I mean, he does that like a boss. So I could see them at least thinking, kind of doubt that they'll do it.
0: Well, uh, the Redskins... With Cousins who proved they can move the ball in the air pretty much no matter what. Uh, Maybe not in the red zone, but whatever. Uh, It's the ground game that's troubling. I mean, last year, the ground game was not good. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it felt like a lot of times they were just going to have to do it through the air if they were going to do it at all. This year they've gotten rid of Matt Jones and kind of a weird dumping of a not that long ago third round pick who we thought was like the RB one as recently as like eighteen months ago, or maybe twelve months ago. Yeah, eight months ago. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was weird. Um, and then they br- they drafted the kid I f- I forget his name, and nor nor could I say it to begin with. So,
1: so what's Samaje Piran?
0: Yeah, and he's got people it seems like pretty wound up like pretty people seem pretty excited on him as like a a, a rookie running back prospect
1: yeah i'm pretty excited about him i think a lot of that goes back i mean I, i remember i'm not like some big oklahoma fan i certainly don't follow them closely but i remember when he was a freshman and he broke that single game rushing record and and everyone then was like this guy is the new jam like in three years he's Going to be a top ten pick, and it didn't really go that way. Even though he was very productive, because Joe Mixon like is so good too. I mean, mm-hmm. and Mixon of course had his own off field things, but um, so so that became um, a a committee backfield with two really good backs. But I like Pirine a lot, especially as a fourth rounder, because I um, mean his um, his intangibles by all accounts are off the charts, and he is just a big, incredibly strong dude with an NFL re- uh, ready body. So I think uh you know excellent work ethic plus like awesome body means potentially heavy contributor even as a rookie especially at that position Mm -hmm. so i i mean i I think there's reason a good reason for the um for that optimism and i think that the you know just like you said we lost matt jones but what what was he i mean by the end of the season he was a non-contributor anyway so they really didn't lose anything they returned rob kelly who i don't see why he would get worse um i mean i don't think he's he's a world beater but um very good at avoiding negative runs, getting back to the, the line of scrimmage, at least, at least, which coaches love. You add P. Ryan, uh, who I think has a lot of upside. <laughs> you got Chris Thompson. I mean, it's, it's that, the backfield's looking better.
0: Well, I mean, here's my, you know, my concern, though, is I feel like this combo is basically like Matt Jones and Alfred Morris. You know, like you've got
1: like like redundant.
0: You well redundant, but also like everything you're saying about these two, and I can't even. I don't even. I already forgot the rookie's name. <laughs> you can't. <I> can't <laughs> even to say it. <laughs> you got the rookie and and Rob Kelly. <laughs> That's basically like how I felt. I think how we felt about like Matt Jones and Alfred Morris, right. like a year or two. Ago. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah,
1: it's a similar kind of tandem, but you know, but it's a, it's another shot at you know that that one. I think there was you know reason to believe that that would work and it just didn't so now you kind of are you running it back maybe but but there's again reason to believe that it could work
0: all right i was going to ask you about the defense but i'm running out of time i've got to go to my <laughs> my son's kindergarten into the year party. Uh, so priorities that over over podcasting. Um, Absolutely. But for all of our friends out there, uh, follow Britton Portis at Burgundy Blog. <laughs> listen to his podcast. I did certainly throughout all of last season. Really enjoyed the uh, post-game pods uh, with you and your buddy. Um, anything else? Anything else for now? No. This was a lot of fun. Thanks,
1: Jamie. You're I want to
0: have you come back on to talk about the defense because They were not great in recent times, but they've gotten like almost a total makeover. Uh, So we'll come back to that soon. Uh, Otherwise, thanks, man. And thanks to everyone listening out there.